1: You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the latest episode of Locked On Colts, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Today is always your host Evan Sider, joined by a very special guest in today's episode. Matt Williamson, the co-host of Lockdown NFL's Peacock and Williamson National Show. We're going to talk through the Colts 2020 season a little bit and then really take a deep dive a little bit into the Colts options for this offseason. A very important one now coming with the retirement of Philip Rivers, a quarterback, Andy Costanza, and a lot more. Matt, how are you doing to I am fantastic. How are you? Doing well. Really appreciate coming on Good. here, Matt. And I always enjoy listening to you and Brian on the Peacock and Williamson Show. And for the Colts fans out there who don't know about it. They've have the locked-on NFL show for a long time now. Went to their own national show, Peacock and Williamson. They do awesome stuff over there. So go ahead and subscribe on our platform list, too, to the Peacock and Williamson show. They put out great stuff every week over there on the podcast. But let me ask you this, Matt. What was your overall thoughts on the Colts' 2020 season? I know they made a couple big moves. You get Rivers on board for a year. You trade the 13th overall pick for DeForest Buckner. Made a couple small moves in the margins here and there. Finished 11-5 and barely to the Buffalo Bills in the wildcard round. Was that kind of what you expect from the Colts this year?
0: Yeah, uh, maybe even better. I mean, I think they did an extremely good job. I think they're a very strong organization from GM down to coach, and they have a plan and they have a very strong foundation of a roster and a culture in place. Rivers, I think, helped that. And now they'll have to obviously, you know, find the next quarterback. That's the massive looming question. And, you know, a corner and a left tackle and maybe an edge guy. So they're expensive positions to get back to where they were or surpass it, but they have a lot of resources. And I like where this team's at. I thought it was a really strong rookie class led by Pittman and Taylor as well. Um, I think it's a pretty deep roster overall with a couple holes that I just mentioned as well, but um, I think they're a tier two team in the AFC with probably the bills, and Chiefs clearly above them, and then it's a conversation maybe for who's number three and they're in it. Um, you know, th- this is kind of going forward and not looking back, but I-, I expect the Titans to get hit harder this offseason than the Colts, and I don't think Houston or Jacksonville is ready to contend yet in the South.
1: Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, obviously, Trevor Lawrence now on board in Jacksonville is going to bring a lot of attention, especially Urban Meyer, the head coach. A really great combo. Of the Jaguars put together right there. The Titans lose Arthur Smith their offensive coordinator, a really genius play caller. He went to Atlanta to be their head coach. So there might be a little bit of a, a downturn as far as the Titans' offensive creativity goes. We'll have to see on that in 2021. But from the cold standpoint, like you mentioned there, Matt, you lose arguably the two most important positions in football, left tackle and quarterback in the same offseason through the retirement. Anthony Costanzo the week before what Phillip Rivers did. I mean, for one offseason, Matt, to lose your left tackle and your quarterback simultaneously – from, from a front office standpoint, that's a massive blow.
0: It is. It is. And fortunately, they do have some options, and they have a lot of resources, you know, cap-wise in particular, to deal with that. But no, you're you're 100% right. I don't, I don't have a lot more to add, except for it is going to be a challenge.
1: Let me ask you first about left tackle. I mean, Anthony Costanzo, very underrated left tackle throughout his career, played a decade for the Colts. Never got into a Pro Bowl, surprisingly enough, but he was a, a really locked-down left tackle the last three, four years of his career. Obviously, yeah. Quentin Nelson helped out a little bit there, but really deserves a lot more credit than I think he did nationally. What, what would you do, Matt, in this situation, knowing in the back of your head you have to address quarterback, you have to address maybe cornerback as well, because Rocky Sen really regressed in year two. Xavier Rhodes is a free agent as well. Would you go cheap at that position? Would you maybe spend big on a Trent Williams in free agency with around $70 million in cap space, or – Maybe take the draft route. There's a lot of options there at left tackle for the Colts, but what would you do knowing what other needs they have on the board there?
0: Well, a couple things on Peel there is if I'm the Niners, I'm franchising Trent Williams. I thought he was awesome this year, and I think he gets a little overlooked as some of the as you know, potentially you're right in the conversation with the Tyron Smiths of the world of the best left tackles of this generation. So I'm not sure he would be an option, but boy, he'd be a very rich man if he was on the open market. And Indy's one of the few teams that could probably get in that conversation with him. Um, To really answer this question, though, I have to know who the quarterback is. I mean, is it a mobile guy? Is it someone that is very smart like a Rivers Peyton Manning that might not need wonderful protection if he gets the ball out and knows where the blitzes come from or is it a Sam Darnold that's a work in progress and might you know be learning or hold the ball a little longer and just doesn't recognize things as well so I think you have to prioritize it by let's find the quarterback first and then we'll decide how heavy to get in the left tackle market. Because, you know, I love the saying of quarterbacks are like baseball fields, you know, like if you have a short right field porch, you get a lot of left-handed power hitters. I mean, if you got a big wide spacious outfield, you get guys that can run, you know I mean? So depending who that quarterback is, I think is very important with how heavy you attack the left tackle position. And it also, I mean, I'm not a draft expert at this stage, but it sure looks like that area of the draft is a pretty good spot for offensive tackles this year.
1: Let me ask you this, Matt, because I know even Chris Bauer, the Colts GM, has mentioned this on multiple occasions. He hasn't ruled it out in both of his season press conferences recently. I had an interview with Dan Dockage with 10-7 The Fan for about an hour earlier this week. I, I believe it was on Friday. And he talked about Quentin Nelson possibly moving to left tackle, and he did not rule that out. He didn't rule it out a month prior either. Internally, it seems like they're actually weighing the possibility of Quentin Nelson moving from left guard to left tackle. He played that position for about 20 snaps against the Vegas Raiders when Costanza got hurt in the middle of a game earlier this season. I mean, Quentin Nelson is probably the highest paid offensive lineman of all time, whatever whatever position he may be at left guard, left tackle. Do you think that's a smart move, Matt? Let's say Quentin Nelson's all aboard moving to left tackle to replace Costanza you replace an all, like a generational left guard, can even be like a similar quality left tackle. I mean, what would you do in that position if you were in the front office where you have a guy like Quentin Nelson who maybe is a generational talent that could really do everything across the offensive line? Would you consider that or would that weaken your offensive line, you think? I'd consider it,
0: but more of a fallback plan. You know, I mean, uh, we've seen – you know, Zach Martin did it this year. I mean, some great guards have done it um alan fanica did it for a whole year just went in the hall of fame played left tackle for a whole year after an injury set in and nelson fanica Barton, these guys that are great great players are probably better than a replacement level tackle i mean uh, it, it, they're going to be fine they have the size they're not going to be a liability there but they're so good and nelson in particular i mean, that's to what we're talking about here he's so good at what he does i would That would be my last resort, I guess, is a way to say it. Because what they're doing works. Don't, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's a chance you get potentially worse at two spots. You know, I mean, is he better than Costanzo? And then whoever's going to replace Nelson at left guard certainly isn't going to be of his caliber. But if the draft falls where there's an elite guard and he's purely a guard and there's not a tackle you like, well... Then I can understand it, but it's a fallback plan to me.
1: Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device. Snap today and receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports sportsbook experts. That promo code Colts fans LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-A-D-O-N, to get a really great deal over at BetOnline.ag, our gambling partners here at the Locked On Podcast Network. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Eric Iola of Locked On Women's Basketball Discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's dive into the quarterbacks now, Matt. A very interesting officer now coming for the Colts. A lot of smoke. Let's start off here first with Carson Wentz. Obviously, you had to replace Phillip Rivers, who had a very good year in 2020 for the Colts. The Colts expected it to be a two-year deal, but Rivers decided after this year he was going to hang up the cleats and say goodbye at age 38, which I don't blame him at that point. But let me ask you this, Matt. I mean, you have to think, all the smoke around Carson Wentz right now, you have Frank Reich, you have Press Taylor, who just got recently hired. who was the Eagles quarterback's coach. You have Mike Groh, also former Eagles assistant. There's a lot of connections to Carson Wentz. in in Indianapolis right now, reportedly it's between them and the Bears. There could be another team that, like, really comes out of nowhere, Matt, but it sounds like the Colts do have an offer on the table for Carson Wentz. Do you like that move? Do you think it makes sense? And do you blame Frank Reich and he can can revive his career a little bit?
0: Yeah. I I mean, I'm not sure how – you probably know better than I do – how involved the Colts were with Stafford. I mean, to me, that would have been – an easy replacement, keep the train on the tracks, even upgrade a quarterback. They didn't win that sweepstakes if they were in it. I'm a huge Wentz believer. In fact, a lot of my podcast listeners by week 10 or so were like, Williamson, can you please recognize this guy is terrible? You know, and I'm like, I'm still on that bandwagon. I love the guy. There was a point, you know, whenever he was playing really well that he would have been one of my fate, you know, top guys to build around in the whole league. And I watched them intently this year. And I think he's very fixable, to be honest. I don't think he trusted his offensive line, the people around him. I don't think the system in Philly did him a whole lot of, a whole lot of favors either. And I do want people to take notice. I mean, at the end of last year, 2019, those last six games or so, he played really well. But nobody noticed because he had nothing around him. And, you know, his highest receiving yardage receiver was like 500 yards or something for the year. Like, And he wasn't putting up numbers, but he was playing really well. So I think Frank Reich looks at him and thinks, wow, if I can get my hands on him, I know what makes Wentz tick. I'm, I, I, would, I would think that's the best fit for him. But – you know, this is, you guys aren't worried about the Bears necessarily. I said on our podcast today, if Wentz lands in Chicago, I'm selling my Wentz stock. If he goes to Indy, I'm buying Wentz stock left and right. Like it's a fragile situation. He goes to the wrong wet spot and isn't handled properly, we may not hear from him again. But I think it's very much worth the risk for the Colts. The asking price coming out of Philly the last day or two which I don't believe of two firsts is bonkers to me. I mean, no one's going to give him that.
1: Yeah, you have to think maybe, Matt. I mean, if you're in the Colts position and you believe all these guys in the coaching staff, right, Press, Taylor, Mike Rowe, they think they can fix Carson Wentz. And Chris Bowder has shown in the past, he has conviction that Frank Reich. He fully trust him. He was the reason why Philip Rivers came on board last year it was because Frank Reich pounded the table for him. If he pounds the table for Wentz, are you comfortable getting up the 21st pick in the draft for him if you think he's fixable?
0: Yeah, that, that's the conversation we had today, too, because full disclosure, I mean, a month or so ago, or uh, even like when it became clear that there was a really good chance Wentz would get traded, his contract and the tape he put out this year, I thought he'd cost a two or a three, you know, to a team that had money, like the Colts. And the Stafford golf trade doesn't change my opinion of that, because there's more factors at play. I mean, he took on the golf contract, that cost... You know, that that, that cost um, draft picks for, for the Rams, for the for them to take on the golf pick. But I kind of came to the conclusion with the options available, the body of work we know from Wentz, the familiarity, what he's with to the Colts, I think I'll give you that first round pick. But don't the Bears pick one spot ahead of you guys? Yeah, that's correct. They do pick twenty, so it's really twenty or twenty one. Well, from the Eagles, that's not a hard decision. And if those are the two offers, I mean, do you spruce it up with a fourth or something like that? I mean, I guess I would. I mean, you can't overpay for a potential franchise quarterback, and you guys absolutely need one. But I wish I was picking 20th and not 21st.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there, Matt, because I have to imagine this when stuff is going to be done within the next week or two. I know they're kind of dragging their feet right now. The Eagles are trying to play a little bit to the media, see if they can bargain up the price a little bit in some negotiations. but. You have to think at this point between Chicago, Indianapolis, whoever gets Carson Wentz has their new franchise quarterback. But I agree with you on on Wentz. The more I talk about it, the more I buy into it. They be yeah, well with the Colts. You have the running game, you have the defense, you have the weapons, the offensive line, everything kind of never had in Philadelphia outside that one year with Frank Reich, who ironically enough is the head coach of the Colts. So you connect all the dots there. It really does make a lot of sense, Matt. And Chicago, I think it's almost Philadelphia 2.0 at that point. You have the fan base that's really – on your neck like Philly is. And if he doesn't do well there, it's Miss Trubisky 2.0 all over again for Carson Wentz. And like you mentioned, he might be out of the league or really be a journeyman at that point. doesn't work out in Chicago. But let me ask you about another couple of options here at quarterback, Matt. Sam Darnold is actually a guy you brought up on your podcast recently doing your predictions for the NFL with the quarterback movement and the carousel. You had Sam Darnold going to the Colts to compete with Jacoby Brissett and Jacob Easton. What do you think about Darnold?
0: I'm also a believer. I would rather have Wentz as my opening day starter than Darnold. But, I mean, Joe Burrows are older than Sam Darnold. I mean, there's still a lot of football ahead of him, and he's had very little around him to come along properly. But that's also several years of starting and not elevating those around him. I would gladly take a chance on Darnold. But, you know, the problem with Darnold is – You rent him for a year and then you're in that franchise mode or you got to make a decision quick on him, though. I mean, he's a cost you something to bring in and then he becomes a free agent at the end of the year. So if he's awesome, yeah, you could franchise him, but that's pretty darn expensive for quarterbacks. You could try to extend him. Or if he isn't, you know, I guess you're off the hook is one way of looking at it. But I don't have a problem with Darnold. I mean, I would buy Wentz and Darnold's stock, to be honest with you. I like them both coming out of school, and I'm still on board.
1: And really under the radar team right now, as far as the quarterback carousel goes, is the Las Vegas Raiders. We're starting to hear a little bit of smoke around Derek Carr. Uh, From what I've read, it'd be an insane asking price, almost like the Stafford deal, maybe even more than that, for Derek Carr. He had a great year in Vegas this past year. Just didn't have the defense around him to really – Put, really stop teams put up points like the Raiders were doing all year, almost averaging 30 points per game, were the Las Vegas Raiders. Marcus Mariota, the backup there, maybe teams could see him as Ryan Tannehill 2.0, who ironically enough, Tannehill was the guy who replaced Mariota to end up in this position he is now in Tennessee. What do you think about the Colts maybe sniffing around with a Mariota to, maybe on a cheap like fourth, fifth, sixth round pick for Mariota, maybe throw the Kentucky to get Derek Carr? Do you like either of those guys as fits in Indy? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I don't think the Raiders would entertain that at all, though, for Mariota. I mean, I think they like Mariota as much as they like Carr. And if Gruden's watching all these people get nice picks for their quarterback, he says, I'll go with Marcus and trade Carr for two firsts. You know, where giving me a fourth or fifth for Marcus, I'll just hang on to him. You know, like, so I like Mariota a lot. It's funny, you're touching on some of my favorites that have been hard to defend over the years, Wentz, Mariota. Um, I've been on his bandwagon for a long time, and I feel like he's got the short end of the stick in a lot of his situations with a lot of changing environments and injuries and whatnot. And I loved how he played in the one game we saw. Carr to me is the bird in the hand. Like Carr is better than Darn older Wentz right now. I mean, he's coming, as you mentioned, he's coming off a very good year. If you protect him and you run the football. He's going to be very good, and he'll probably have a similar type year. He'll be the 8th to 10th best quarterback
1: in the league. I don't think his ceiling's as high as those other guys, though. He's just not as aggressive. Colts fans, do you want to save money on your next car purchase? RockAuto.com is the place to go if you want to do so, because they make you save an awful lot of money. I've used Rock Auto. I know a couple of our listeners have used Rock Auto as well. It really does do the trick for you as far as putting extra money back in your wallet. Whether it be saving $150 on a fuel pump assembly, new tires, oils, lamps, anything along those lines you need for your car. Quick and easy stuff or even more complicated stuff. Rockauto.com is the place to go if you want to save money They're a Family business earning serving auto customers online for 20 years. They have everything you need and the catalog is unique and more easy to navigate for you. Best of all price at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same professionals do-it-yourselfers. So, why spend twice as much for the same parts and get an even cheaper over at Rock Auto? Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, L O C K E D O N, in their How's Your Boss box so you know we sent you over there. A main selection, reliable low prices, and all, all the parts your car will ever need. Colts fans, go to rockauto.com right now. You're listening to Matt Williamson of Peacock and Williamson right now, and let me tell you guys, you're missing out if you are not listening to Peacock and Williamson yet. Him and Brian Peacock do awesome stuff weekly over on the Locked On Podcast Network, one of our national NFL shows. Former NFL scout Matt Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, really give you the ins and outs, a lot of different angles of the NFL. The national perspective on all the NFL with the latest news and insights on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we've seen Derek Carr, has kind of become a guy no- noticeable for checkdowns. Gruden had to draft Henry Ruggs to really kind of get stuff out of him deep last year, even though Ruggs is a really good guy in short areas, too. I think that was more so a pick to try to get aggressive side of Derek Carr, who really had that one good year in 2016. But outside of that, he's really just become more of a less aggressive quarterback. But we'll have to definitely see on Carr. He might get, be a guy who moves on this offseason, like you mentioned, your predictions uh, for the QB carousel, Matt. You had him go to New England in your scenario. That, that could be really intriguing there if Carr were to end up going to the Patriots. But looking at this free agency quarterback class, you have – quite frankly, Matt, it's really awful. I mean, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, who's really reached that point of his career where I don't think he's a starting quarterback – Do you think at this point, from the Colts' perspective, Matt, that it's either trade for Wentz or Darnold or you go and trade up in the draft somehow?
0: In a way, yeah. I mean, I thought the Stafford trade hurt the Colts more than any team in the league. Not that they had to be Stafford or Bust, but it kind of to your point, like, as soon as that happened, it was like, wow, now we're not – you know, there's not an obvious fit. There's not – Yeah, I mean, there's not somebody that's the equal prize. That there's you know, there's a lot of variables here, Wentz, Darnold, all these type of guys. And you, like you said, Dak's not going to be on the free agent market. I mean, that's that's a pipe dream. I'm sure he's going back to Dallas, and it doesn't leave you much more. I mean, we mentioned Carr, he's going to cost you more than Darnold or Wentz, he's probably two first round picks or maybe more. Are you willing to go three years in a row without making a first round pick after trading last year's for Buckner? That's a hard way to team build. You start to look like the Rams then when you do that. And that's, that's dangerous territory. Um, I guess, I mean, cause they, I don't think there'll be a quarterback worth taking at that point in the draft either. And I think Mac Jones will even be gone at that point. So I kind of feel like it's a little bit desperate and that's a bad way to do business. And it's not the way this team usually operates, one of my favorite free agent quarterbacks is Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know if he's returning to Indy or not. I'm not saying he's the answer and he's in to lead teams to Super Bowls. But I just wanted to throw that out there because we're on a, a, a Colts podcast that of all the guys out there, I bet he's the – I wouldn't be shocked that he's the best value when it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't honestly be shocked by that, Matt. I mean, obviously Colts fans have a love hate relationship with Jacoby Brissett. He's bet, obviously yeah. been thrown to the fire a couple of times there due to injury and retirement of Andrew Luck in twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. But I have to think maybe if he does come back, it's strictly QB competition, like in your scenario with Darnold. Maybe you bring him back to prove he can beat out of it or not. Right, right. Maybe if you draft a guy, you can go out and bring back Jacoby to be the bridge for a year. I think those scenarios make a lot of sense if Brissett does return twenty twenty one, but last few I, that's I, kind of I, where I
0: was going with that to be honest with you not like oh just sign Jacob, bring Jacoby back and all's well it's well if we have to piece it together I wouldn't mind if he was one of the pieces
1: no yeah that's, I, I think it's a really actually realistic scenario if the culture go down a path that we're not talking about yet with maybe like a Wentz or a Darnold or someone along, along those lines but you were in the front office before Matt you were a scout I mean you know the ins and outs of the front office makeups and teams like that, like you mentioned, the Colts aren't a team that acts out of desperation. But if they miss out on Wentz, let's say he goes to the Bears, let's say they're not really interested in Sam Darnold, they're picking out number twenty-one overall. And like you mentioned, a great point you brought there, Matt. They're really kind of in no man's land for a quarterback this year. The top four: Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, all going to probably go in the top seven, eight picks of this draft. Do you, maybe the Colts are the sneaky team that wants to talk about Matt as far as trading up in this year's draft? Because I just feel like. If they feel like one of those three guys, Wilson, Fields, or Lance, is a franchise quarterback and they miss out on Wentz or Darnold or if they don't feel like those guys really make sense, maybe you do pull the trigger and maybe get up two or three future first-round picks and just push all chips in the middle of the table. I feel like it might almost be that time, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you can test these other waters, and if you're not willing to you know, brave the rapids in those waters and the price is too high – you can go in with that mentality and maybe you have a Brissette locked up at that point, you know, somebody like that or a Dalton or somebody that's a bridge that you can live with. And if you can't, if you think you can try to move up, I suppose, I just think it's going to be a pretty long haul. I mean, I bet those top four go in the top six or seven picks.
1: Yeah, it would, it would take an awful lot as far as draft compensation goes, Matt. Last one I had for you. Appreciate the time as always. Looking at this quarterback carousel around the NFL, there's going to be a lot of movement. We've already seen it with the golf staffer trade. We're going to see it very soon with Carson Wentz or be at the Colts or somewhere else. Sam Darnold's probably on that list as well. Going to be a lot of movement in free agency too. Do you feel like from all these teams that need a quarterback, if you're a quarterback on the open market or if you're like a Carson Wentz or a Sam Darnold, are you targeting the Indianapolis Colts in this scenario? Matt? I feel like they are the ecosystem in place with Reich, the offensive line, the ready-to-win ready defense. You have the GM in place and Chris Bauer who really never makes a bad move. It feels like to me, like if you're a quarterback that's probably on the move this offseason, you're probably hoping to go to the Colts.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the only one that I think I would prefer that are really quarterback needy right now is San Francisco. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl just a year ago. Phenomenal offensive mind. They have a lot of pieces in place. They were just super injured this year. And then I, as you were saying that, I knew you were, that's what you are going to ask me. I thought... Jimmy to Indianapolis wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, though.
1: No, I mean, yeah. I mean, really quickly, if you, don't have, if you have the time, like, do you yeah. think that makes sense? Like, it's, Let's say the 49ers trade for someone or they trade up in the draft and they don't view Garoppolo as the guy. Are you comfortable giving up a second, third-round pick for Jimmy G in that scenario? I mean, we just saw him go to the Cerebral a couple of years ago, and it'd be almost like the same ecosystem that they had in San Fran and Indy with the defense and the running game and all that around him.
0: Yeah, and I view him more than – bring him in and draft the guy. I mean, I would say, give me a set. I'll give you a second for Jimmy. I'll handle that contract. He's my quarterback and we'll see how it goes. I mean, I I think he's gotten a little bit of the short end of the stick. I, I think he's better than the Kirk cousins of the world. I think he could be at the Derek Carr level and you get him much cheaper right now. Obviously, his stock is down. If San Francisco were to land Watson or Darnold or trade up or whoever, you know, I mean, it looks like they're going to entertain the idea of adding a guy. I think Jimmy might be the best, quote, consolation prize you could get, especially for what he'll cost.
1: Matt, yeah, this is really awesome stuff. I really appreciate coming on here on the podcast to talk to the QB Carousel for the Colts because there's going to be one of the more intriguing teams this to follow, whether it be they trade for Carson Wentz in the next few weeks or they may move up in the draft or do something else. They're going to be the team to watch here for on the QB Carousel, and I really appreciate coming on today. Matt, you guys go follow him on Twitter if you have not already at WilliamsonNFL and go listen to, on whatever podcast platform, listen to the Peacock and Williamson National NFL show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt, appreciate the time. Absolutely. It was fun.